This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of Travel is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. Hi, my name is Justa Lujangana. I'm the founder of Curious on Tanzania. And what I love most about uh, travel, um, I just love meeting people. Um, and specifically, I love being able to curate different experiences. Most people in the travel industry are motivated to explore the world. But what about Tanzania? Africa has long been misunderstood by the U.S. market. If Tanzania has not been on your bucket list, you may want to think again. From sweeping vistas of the game parks to the amazing smells of barbecue, apparently legendary enough to convert the most devout vegans. Coming up, you'll hear from a founder activating her local community and economy by design, while motivating people to discover the land of Kilimanjaro, Zanzibar, and the Serengeti. This is Travel Is Your Business, covering the intersection of technology and business in the travel industry. Welcome. I'm joined today with co-host, an awesome person, Bess Chapman of JetBlue Ventures. How you doing, Bess? Great. Um, happy to co-host with you always, John. Always yeah. a pleasure. Yeah. Well, we're here in the Mouth Media Studio. This place is awesome. Powered by Sennheiser. I wasn't paid to say that. With Justa. Justa is the founder of Curious on Tanzania. I have a question for you. If I'm curious on Tanzania, <laughs> yes. what is the main thing I need to do? Um, with When it comes to like curiosity, like exactly what he says, when somebody's curious, they want to kind of like search and like dig deeper and wanting to understand a particular region better so for people for if you are curious on tanzania it's like i will find you to be a person who wants to dig deeper and wanting to understand besides just um like a typical visit to um to like tanzania you just want to go deeper so you're you're saying that you you know you provide a a, a place for somebody to discover what mm -hmm. they want to be doing but also you also act as an operator as well. So can you tell me a little bit about how the relationship is between on the ground as an operator and showing somebody what Tanzania is all about and what you surface on the front layer of that discovery? Um, so basically, wow, it, it's like... Hmm. Let me think. It's, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's a lot mixed in in one. Um, and it's like kind of like two different positions, which right. I put into, I guess what you could say right now, into one. Mm -hmm. um, on the operation side, you really have to understand the logistics of it when it comes to safety, comfort, uh, like somebody being comfortable um, to the different um like activities that you're putting together, just knowing timing and there's all these little tedious things that you know have to know about it. Um, and then when it comes to the, I guess on the other side, the planning side of it, that portion of it, you have to deal with the, the guests and understand what their interests are. Um, and when we come in, it's like putting the guest interests and also the logistics on the ground, put it together, match it up together to make sure that everything goes smoothly. So, um, yes, it's two different positions, kind of like bringing it into one or marrying it into one to become like this happy experience. Hmm. Yeah. 
And you mentioned um, you mentioned safety as a component of logistics. Mm. Um, what it, what are some of the precautions that you like to take that um, builds trust with somebody when they're discovering through Curious on Tanzania? Um, I would say when it comes to safety. Um, so if you're on the ground, let me say you are going like on a road trip, you're like this adventurous person and you just want to go to a certain village or like somewhere where most people don't go to. Um, we'll definitely take you on and then we'll kind of like plan according to know, okay, so this person wants to go, let me say, to my village, which is Bukoba. Um, but uh, it's closer like like right next to like victoria beautiful place but how do they get there um this logistic safety and everything else so we do we do work with the locals to try to understand the the environment better or like sometimes i even visit those particular places um trying to understand the logistics of it and uh, when it comes to safety one of the key things is we make sure most of our like when it comes let me say it's a road trip we make sure we keep it during the daytime uh, because at nighttime, sometimes it's not as safe. So we will move from, let me say, 5 a.m. to probably like 5 p.m. During those times, those are the times like we'll move around. If we go in the middle of the night, it might not be as safe. So you just have to take those precautions. But in the middle of like your safari or like in the middle of like your journey or like road trip, there is stops where we know there's somebody who could be able to help you. Um, let me say if it's a car, we know there's a mechanic at this location, that location, that location. And just in case if anything happens in the mix of anywhere, we always have somebody to kind of like um, uh, rescue us in the middle of it. So um, that's that's what we do. And that's what kind of like we get the community involved in that way. And when it comes to like the safety measures. Interesting. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, I'd love to hear about the impetus of your company. How did you have that idea? And what was your process like launching it? Um, it's still a process, <laughs> a long <laughs> process. Um, and every day is kind of like a learning um, learning experience. Uh, but like it started out one, um, even the name of the company, um, Curious in Tanzania, it was out of my own curiosities, um, wanting to know more about my homeland because I had a lot of questions from everybody uh, mm. or like the perception that most people had of um, the continent <laughs> the continent <laughs> like there's no other continents but the continent meaning is africa <laughs> um, <laughs> um so like the perception behind it was a little bit different from my own experiences mm. and i wanted to share just focusing on just one particular country which i know i have access to and um and kind of like resources to be able to share that one country out of the 54 countries I'll focus on one um, to share the uniqueness of that particular country. Um, so with the resources that I had, like my uncle has been in the business for probably like 25, 20, 30 years. Um, so they're well grounded in the tourism industry. But then I also felt like there was something else that was missing, mm -hmm. um, which was 
more into just exploring what the what the client is interested in and customizing those particular experiences especially for like millennials so that's how I kind of like ended up mixing my own passion and then the resources that I have just kind of like mashing it into one um, to be able to present like a different um, point of view of a particular of like Tanzania got it and who's your target customer who are you kind of reaching out to and hoping to serve with with your product um, I'm actually having like the the clarity of who's my client. Um, sometimes I think like I've found it, but then there's times where I just completely get confused on who's my client. Um, for example, yesterday I got reached out by a journalist. Uh, they're interested in coming in to um, to explore the coronary um, experience, um, and they're like, "I want to do everything coronary." And I'm like, "Sorry, okay. what do you mean when you say the coronary experience?" So this is like excuse my ignorance. No, 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 no. It's, it's perfectly <laughs> fine. So coronary meaning. Um, their trip is focused on like food um, from oh, cooking. Culinary. Yeah. culinary. Okay. Col- did I say that right? <laughs> culinary. Is that, is that right? Culinary? Oh. Culinary. Culinary. Okay, there we go. Oh. I, I, I heard coronary as well. Okay. So, sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's okay. I could start speaking Swahili. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that kind of experience from like um, learning how to cook to different unique cuisines in the area and all of that. Um, he's, he's a journalist and he's interested in writing about it. And then I have sometimes like universities that I have to cater to. Um, Last year we did like TED Global. So like my target audience is a little bit like kind of like fluctuates. So it all depends on like people who are interested in like experiential travel or like um, somebody who's interested in kind of like immersing into the culture. Um, But most of our target audience that we get so far, like if I could put it on an average, is between like 25 to like 40s. And um, a lot of people... I do get like a lot of like African Americans, but it's also kind of like a mixture of like uh, depending on the expertise they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the journalists to the um, schools to um, to just people just looking for this particular experience that they want it to be put together, so they could be able to learn more about it. So yeah. the challenge with doing custom uh, packages because you're doing you know bespoke packages is that it's it, it could appeal generally to a lot of different markets. So you're saying that you're starting to see a through line, right? Mm-hmm. I'm curious, um, are there packages of different experiences that you think you could bundle or keep consistent? And that's kind of like the go-to package of like what you need to see in Tanzania. Um, yes. Um Definitely, yes. So when it comes to, let me say, the safaris, um, Mm -hmm. pretty much basic. Um, But then I always find a twist to it, (laughs) depending on, like, my client. Um, I usually suggest like various things yes they will go to the same safari as everybody else but they will have something that's unique there's Mm. surprises that happen in between um so I don't like standards. <laughs> I don't like standards. Um, and that's something that we kind of try to stay at on on the edge. Um, I never followed instructions. Probably that's the <laughs> other thing. Um, but let me say we have now we're putting together like these um, trips where um, it's kind of like um, 
like kind of like group trips, which I guess we could call standard, mm. where they have, one is focused on like film festival, the next one is focused, and it happens every year. So I guess we could call that standard. Um, and then the music festival that comes along, um, the the culture tours, um, and then what else? Um, the adventure. There's like cycling events. So it's it's a lot of it is based on like annually events. Um, I guess that's why I could call like that's that those are my standards on the annual events that happen. We we plan the trips around there yeah yeah do you find um well i'm curious if you are already working with the tourism board or trade commissions for for uh tanzania what's that relationship look like um with the tourism board sometimes it might become it might be a little bit tricky to work mm. with them um we have found that we have to set a standard or we have to come in and kind of like not prove a point but like um be able to know exactly what we are about and how we could be able to add value to them. And then just for us to continue doing what we are doing mm -hmm. um, and keeping in mind that the tourism board is there and we could always offer um, a service to them and then just look out for that opportunity when it comes. Um, for example, like yesterday I was at a fundraising event. It's a, it's a Tanzanian organization that was doing a fundraising event. Um, and we went and brought the Tanzanian experience. Um, and then our ambassador was there. So he noticed the whole experience that was put together. And he kind of was like, hmm, I think we could be able to do something where we introduce more people to Tanzania through what you're doing. Hmm. Um, so we have found that we need to just keep loyal to who we are and keep pushing ourselves. And then maybe the tourism board will be able to recognize us because um, there's a lot of people who are approaching to that, approaching them right. with various ideas, but the action sometimes is missing. So, yeah. So obviously you're from, you're from Tanzania and then you've come to New York. How do you find the awareness of Tanzania and New York versus a neighboring countries versus a Kenya or other areas um, where, where tourists go and, how are you kind of working to spread the word within for for New York um, vacationers or travelers? Hmm, that's interesting. So I love how South Africa is um, branding themselves or marketing themselves, hmm. um, maybe because of the, the airline is there and they're funding a lot of it, but they do a really? lot of like experiential marketing. Um, and I've attended like events from like going to the museum and they uh, focus on like archaeology um, that was found there and bringing the whole experience to life through video, through events and all these things that they do. But also when you go to the expo, it's like one of the biggest um, uh, what is it like venue space that they have and they kind of like bring the whole South African experience to life. Um, who else? I think, I think South Africa is the one that kind of like shouts out when it comes to like most African countries. Um, maybe Kenya is starting right now because of Kenya Airways is also, uh, it's brand new coming in. Um, for, for us, for Tanzania, I, I think we need to, we need to, either follow by example or we need to create like our own model of how we could be able to um to to market ourselves better i think that's one of the things that even made me um start putting together like um experiences here in new york to kind of like um give people a taste a smell um uh what do you want to call it like a feel of what the tanzanian culture is about because i noticed it was probably not as much or it was like lacking in in the area to kind of raise awareness of 
what our culture is about. We're about, about to get a taste. Uh, this is like kind of perfect for what you just said. Uh, but you, you brought us something today. What was it? Um, so I brought in, um, it's called, the, I brought in two things. The first one is called um, Mandazi. Mandazi is like a Tanzanian donut, uh, which is the first one here. And then the other one is like, uh, it's called Vitumboa. It's like a rice cake. Um, they're both sweet from far away. <laughs> so it's not too, too sweet, but they're sweet from far away. And uh, one of them has like coconut in it mm. uh, or coconut milk in it. So like you could be able to, oh, it's, it's, I love it. But it's like street foods. Anytime you go um, in uh, like in Tanzania, like the streets or Dar es Salaam or like anywhere, you'll find the women um, on the streets kind of like cooking it fresh right there. And then you could kind of pick it up when it's warm um, and just like take a bite of it. Um, every time I eat it, it kind of like reminds me of home. Um, and I'm lucky to have like a chef here who kind of like makes all these um, home unique treats to kind of remind us of home. So I wanted you guys to share, um, to taste a little bit of like, how I feel when I'm here and connecting it to home. So, yeah. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Let's dig in. Literally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pass it around. Um, is this a Tanzanian basket too? Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is a really, so cool. I think this is the best story behind any snack that, at least since I've been on the podcast, mm. it's really cool. Yeah. So it's, so you're having mandazi, that's mm-hmm. mandazi, and that's vitumboa. You want some? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to break this. Yeah, you could break it and share. <laughs> Coming up, you'll hear from Justa on her startup experience as a founder, managing teams across seas, and how Curious on Tanzania plays a factor in the local economy of Tanzania. Do you remember what we used to say about running? Oh, somebody bigger had to chase you. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I'm BJ Smith, and that's exactly how I felt about running most of my life. That was until one fall day in 2011. I was chasing my son in the backyard when... Something had to change. This was the beginning of my journey to becoming a runner. One that would take me from couch to marathon in less than two years. Now I'm setting my sights higher. This is 16 Weeks, a new podcast from Mouth Media Network, following me on my journey to get into shape while keeping up my obligations at work and still being there for my family. And I'm not doing it alone. My name is Keith Smart. I won a silver medal in Beijing. I'm a sport and exercise psychologist at ECU. Coach athletes all over the world. I'll talk with experts about challenges all runners face, like figuring out how to make time to run, what to eat, and how to train. You got so dehydrated. Your heart rate went up and it felt like you were working so hard. Everything's trainable, whether it's run form, strength. That's all trainable. And so is our thinking. Subscribe now to 16 Weeks on iTunes, Google Play Music, or wherever you find great podcasts. Together, we can do this. Keep up with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Our episodes are available on iTunes and Google Play and online at travelisyourbusiness.com. Plus, there are a lot more great shows on Mouth Media Network. Take a trip to mouthmedianetwork.com to enjoy them all. And remember, we love fan mail. Drop us a note to say hi, suggest a guest, or if you'd like to become a sponsor on the show, email us at travelbizshow 
at mouthmedianetwork.com. So I'm really interested to hear about having like a, a team that's not just across the country, but across the globe. Um, and what are kind of some of the challenges you face with working in the New York startup, startup ecosystem and then having a lot of the people you're coordinating with on the, on the other side of the world? Um, what do you learn from them? What do they learn from you? And, and how do you best collaborate? When it comes to like team building, um, it just came like to us kind of like naturally. Um, when I first went to Tanzania with the idea that I wanted to start, I don't know what it was at the time, um, but I was just kind of like going with, again, like kind of like my own curiosities and trying to learn different things that, um, or different unique places in Tanzania, or kind of just trying to have a clarity. Um, so I was able to meet up with like one of my good friends who kind of knew the country really well and mm. was able to kind of like show me around. Um, so like I kind of used that as a basis um, where it was meeting various people who, who love what they do. And and it was right around travel and tourism. So um, and that's how I kind of built my team is um, just going and experience a certain experience with that person. And if they were really good, I would just maybe come back again and be like, hey, do you want to take part in this um, in in this um in this thing that I'm doing. And they were like, yeah, 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 let's keep on searching. So we'll start working together and we'll start digging in more and more in whatever they're interested in. Um, so like, that's how I did most of like my team building it was like just finding people who are like and just trying to align ourselves together um, while they're continuing to do what they love most, but they are also able to kind of like add value to what we are doing at the same time. Um, so like, it wasn't as difficult um, to be able to manage um, like, let me say, teams in Tanzania and also to be able to run things here. Uh, actually, that's actually this, the easiest part of what we do is the operations on the ground. Hmm. As soon as we kind of put the whole itinerary together here and we give like a map, a map out of what needs to be done, everything goes smoothly in, wow. uh, on the ground in Tanzania. If there's no um, kind of like a, the curation of the trip of the whole logistics put together, that's when we'll probably might have difficulties. Um, and the clarity of the client also. So we help with clarify what the client is interested in. So we create like a an itinerary that the client accepts, the client knows exactly what's happening. And I also communicate with our team on the ground to just make sure all those logistics are followed along. Um, so that's how I think it has made it easier is because one, I have been on the ground myself for like a long period of time and I continue to be on the ground for a long period of time, building relationships and trust. Um, and then on this side, also working with my clients, same things, trust and also kind of like mapping out what they're interested in at the same time. Are you working with travel agents right now in terms of getting distribution um, and you know finding travelers who would be wanting to go? I'm actually I've worked with two travel agents so far and mm. I I'm still interested in like working with more agents. Um and the way we work with them is probably basically just um understanding again from them what the client is looking for. We curate an itinerary, we pass it back to the travel agent, the travel agent sells right. and then we handle the client from our side and take care of everything. 
Because, yeah, I mean, there's um, probably some pretty interesting distribution points for you, right? To um, Since you're providing local experiences, you said that you draw from the community itself, mm-hmm. and really your trips are giving back to the local economy. Um, there's a lot that you're doing, in, uh, and I don't know if it's, um, maybe it is intentional, but it's a <laughs> grassroots type of thing where you're, you're building something sustainable um, in itself, at least in an economic standpoint. So have you looked at like Airbnb experiences or like a visit.org or something like that, that you might be able to plug in, say one of your like, um, maybe not cookie cutter, but like, you know, one of the packages that you normally handle? Um, yes, we have, uh, especially with Airbnb experiences. Mm. Uh, we do have like two of our accommodations that are in Tanzania there. Oh, so sweet. we are able to kind of like, it's almost like a cross market. Um, yeah. So the client will reach out, hey, I want to stay in your, I'm like, stay in your, um, one of your homes. And I'm like, hey, so how are you going to get around with activities? And then I come and create an activity for them. Um, but yeah, that would be very interesting to kind of put one of our, one or two of our experiences to see how it's going to go on, like Airbnb. Uh, visit that org. I've been looking at it, but I will look more in, into it. Definitely, cool. yes, yeah. That's awesome. You know, what is the kind of um, vision for for Curious on Tanzania? Where are, where do you want this to go? Um, so we want people to be able to see um, Tanzania the way we see it, but also connect uh, deeper in terms like, let me say. For example, you're a musician. Um, you should definitely visit Tanzania and be able to meet with other musicians and collaborate and ex- expand that that network. Um, or like any person, it's just like it's more than just. I don't say it's a vocation. Um, what I say is like it's an experience that you go on, and when you come back, you're a completely different person. Um, but then when you come back, I we also want you to kind of find ways of how you could be able to add value to like the people on the ground. Hmm. Yeah. That's wonderful. What experiences um, that you facilitate do you find kind of over index? What are, what are people's favorite things to do when they go to Tanzania? Hmm. A lot of it, a lot of cooking classes, Uh, culture experiences like dancing, um, meeting various um, different tribes. So we have almost like 120 tribes in Tanzania. Um, Like a lot of people love to visit like the Maasai people and just learn about their culture, buy necklaces and all the good stuff. Um, The beach beach experience like in Zanzibar. Zanzibar is like everybody, like most of my guests when they come to Tanzania, they they have to go to Zanzibar, which Zanzibar is almost like the Caribbean's times it by like a thousand. Um, just put everything together <laughs> and times it by a thousand. You I get love that the name one little I- <laughs> Yeah, you get that one mm-hmm. island, you get like an equivalent of that. Um, but like it's, it's so, there's so much. There's so much in just this one little country that sometimes we just bypass it. Um, but like, we just want to kind of like focus and just dig deeper and share that uniqueness of it. Yeah. What are some of the ways that you have found most beneficial in marketing um, the the trips that you're doing? These, these um, experiences that are over-indexing, you know? So a lot of like, um, a lot of referrals, um, majority of people either have met me or um 
or they even have like attended like one of our events. So we mm-hmm. focus on, um, we want to bring the Tanzanian experience to the people here. Um, and then we also expect them to go back. So like our, we do like a lot of kind of like curated events um, where we talk about it, we taste the food, um, we get to wear jewelry, um, wear the um, the our traditional wear. So everything is kind of like tangible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we find that a lot of more people remember who we are, uh, either to refer to somebody, hey, you should travel to this and contact Justa to be able to do that, all for themselves, they'll, they're able to kind of remember and say, hey, next time I go, next time I want to go anywhere in Africa, I'm going to pick Tanzania and I'm going to travel yeah. with that person. Yeah. And then how do you drive people to your site? Do you, from that, like if, if someone goes to an experiential event, um, do you then say, okay, ch- go, go to our website or if, or do you advertise with TripAdvisor or something like that? Um, so we are on TripAdvisor in terms of like um, the reviews, um, but we do not advertise on that yet. So we still, everything is still organic, um, but we just recently have started like the Facebook ads. Um, where else? We attend like a lot of events, a lot. We are like involved on the ground, like a lot, a lot uh, between like New York Travel Fest to um, different smaller events. Like let me say this um uh, let me uh, adventure festivals, um, culinary festivals, and like all these different things that are out there. We kind of like on the grounds, being able to like collecting our mailing list and building it there, and then through our mailing list, we could kind of like pitch to people or like share the various stories, and also tell them, hey, there's this trip coming up. If you're interested, um, let's be on board with it. Yeah, but a lot of it, everything, because it's like a sometimes it's like a high item uh, package, it's like through referrals. It's what? It's like through referrals. Like oh, when okay. somebody refers somebody to us, um, that's when they're able to make most of their purchases. Yeah. So it has to do with trust. I think word yeah. of mouth is so important with something like this, especially if you're making an investment, like going on a trip to Africa where it's like it's a really special once in a lifetime thing. Yes, reading about it on TripAdvisor or Yelp or whatever the case may be is great. But hearing about it from a friend really is what shifts market share. And that speaks to your product too, right? Because yeah. Yeah. people feel passionately enough about it to share it with friends. Definitely. And we make sure like when you come on the ground from like picking you up from the airport all the way to like bringing you back, we make sure you have like a great experience so you could be able to share that again <laughs> with like everybody. <laughs> Wait, I have a question for you guys. Okay. Oh, I like this. The tables have turned. So what's one thing that you have had about Tanzania that um, that interests you? It's hard not to just have everything I just heard from you in yeah. my mind. Like, I almost wish that we had started it with yeah, that and true. then led to it. Because now when you're talking about the tribes and how there's so many different tribes in Tanzania, that really intrigues me. And, like, hearing how they might be different than other tribes in different regions. Yeah, I totally want to explore that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. I think that the first thing that I would have, not, like, before we had this discussion would probably be the safaris that would have probably been the first thing that i um would have thought of but that's just because i 
I'm aware of that. It's, it sounds like there's so much more to, to yeah. learn. You know? So there's usually, um, that's what's marketed. Um, two things that are marketed when it comes to Tanzania is the safaris and Mount Kilimanjaro. So you're not right. wrong when it comes to like your perception of what you think of Tanzania. So yeah. But we want to try to change that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how, like there's, the tribe thing is so interesting because, um, you know, that's something that is so tangible. Like you can just, you see it. So I'd be interested to see, you know, somebody going so they could visit one specific tribe. Like how, what would that look like? You know, somebody being yeah. inspired to be like, I got to go see this tribe in, in Tanzania. Like that's so, that'd be so different from somebody being like, I want to go to this luxury hotel in some place. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so sure. much more uh, real and tangible. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. It's really cool. Um Building trust seems to be a big factor, something you're talking about a lot. Yes. So what are some of the main concerns that people have when they when they um, are, you know, kind of exploring or, or discussing with you their trip? Um, yeah, it's usually safety. Am I going to be comfortable? What am I going to eat? <laughs> <laughs> so everything. <laughs> Yeah, the itinerary. Um, (laughs) What do I need to wear? Are there going to be naked people around? I've heard like I've heard everything on the board. Um, Like I usually will try to make the person feel as comfortable as possible. Or like sometimes even before they get to me, they have done like a lot of research on their own, Mm. and just they need us to kind of like clarify when it comes to like logistics on a day to day basis. because um, especially with the like millennials search a lot and they find all these amazing experiences, but they are like, oh, my God, how am I going to get there? Um, not, most of the country is probably not on um, on map, map, Google map. Mm. So you probably might not find most of the locations. Yeah. So people, when they search around, they find it a little bit hard to kind of find, see where the locations are. So when it comes to logistics of like transportation, all of that, we assure them that we will be able to provide the transportation and we'll be able to kind of like keep them safe. Um, so it's just basically like typical um, concerns that they have, but mm. safety is like everything because of what they have read or what they have seen on CNN, yeah. uh, which is sometimes it's not as <sighs> correct. <laughs> so following up on that, this may be a bit niche, but I'm curious when you talk about, you know, culinary travel and and people wanting to take cooking classes what do you do if you have a gluten-free customer or something like that where you know every part of their travel journey around food needs to be customized has that happened oh my god it hasn't happened yet but i've had i've had vegan i've had vegans who came and they did not return as vegans (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. okay. One approach. Yeah. <laughs> so gluten free. Well, well, in Tanzania, what happens in Tanzania? Yes. Yeah, what you eat in Tanzania stays in Tanzania. I mean, we still do. Uh, we, we will be able. I mean, um, I'm a clinical dietitian by profession. Oh wow. So like, when it comes to like the gluten free, I could be able to handle that client because I have the expertise behind it, and I could be able to guide um, my team better on the ground and make even a food plan ahead of time using the different cuisines that we have. So I guess being a clinical dietitian gives me the advantage. Um, 
versus like anybody else they'll be like oh just don't come because like we're afraid that you something might happen to you and and I'll make sure like we know where the uh, emergency hospitals are, like the really good ones where like map out everything. So just in case of emergency happens, either have a doctor on call or like I know where the hospital is for a person like that. Cool. Hmm. But they never come. Vegans never come back because the meat <laughs> is so good. <laughs> they have to try Like you just visited a different country and this whole, like everything, it's, most of the things are like organic and the meat is like excellent, especially when they do like this barbecue, you could smell it and you can't, you can't sit there and just say, oh no, I'm vegan. I'm not going to eat it. Um, so it doesn't happen in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! When we get back, we're going to hear from Justa on what she does when she's not working on the business. Welcome to the All Possibilities podcast. I'm your host, Julie Chan, intuitive life purpose coach and founder of Being My Purpose. I had a successful career, an Ivy League education, and led a very rational life. Several years ago, I had a spiritual awakening, developed psychic gifts, and decided to dedicate my life to pursue my purpose and empower others. I'm hungry to learn even more about the incredible potential of the human mind and spirit. On this podcast, I talk to entrepreneurs, executives, scientists, and leaders to hear their stories of transformation, the science behind them, and what it means for you to unlock your potential in your life and career. Together, let's embark on a discovery of all possibilities. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, allpossibilitiesshow.com. So I'm really interested to hear, what would you say is like the signature animal of Tanzania? That when people go on safari or even come to Tanzania, their their trip will not be complete if they haven't seen this animal. Uh, I would say it's our national animal, which is the giraffe. Um, and the giraffe is like this elegant, um, it's this elegant woman, I guess you could say, if I put it in that way, um, where when you go like in the middle of like Serengeti or in the middle of like the the uh, the game parks, that's like it's probably like one the the first thing you probably see, um, and it will stop, um, and then it will just kind of like move its neck to the side, and it will let you take as many pictures as you want, <laughs> um, and it's they always move like in a um in a group or a clan, um, so like you probably have one, and then you see a next one coming, and then you see a third one coming, but they'll all stand tall, and you could just take as many pictures as you want, but like they're very elegant. Wherever you are, whether it's in Tanzania or New York, what makes you feel the most at home? That's a good question. And I get lost in that all the time, especially now as I move. I'm like in New York for like six months and then I'm also in Tanzania for like another time there, almost like another six months. So like when I'm traveling back and forth, I always wonder like where is home? Um, but like what I find comfort is... Um, being around creative people and kind of like sharing that journey 
that experience. Um, and each side where I go, I always, I always find a way to kind of build that community or find a community to kind of hang around to be able to share um, whatever drives me or whatever drives them. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what where I find my comfort most. Wow, that's great. Yeah. In others, that's great. Yeah. Is there um a a final thought that you'd like to share? Something a reflection on your experiences uh, or this conversation? Um, anything like that? Um, probably like a final thought. Um, it's something like I, so I went to school in Uganda, um, and this was like in primary school and, um, one of our, um, it was a Catholic school. So one of the nuns who was the, um, the headmistress used to every single morning, wake up in the morning and stress to us that, um, uh, and it's a song, so I'm going to kind of... Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So it's a song, uh, and it's sung in Luganda. I speak, like, six different languages, so... <laughs> I will hit, like, <laughs> I will hit, like, one of the languages, but the song goes, and I'll explain after. So the song goes... So the song says, um, in this world, what have I done? In this world, how do I want to be remembered? In this world, what have I done? Uh, in this world, do I want to be remembered by my debt? <laughs> in this world, do I want to be remembered by the parties that I party? In this world, do I want to be remembered by... Like, what do I want to be remembered by? Um, so that song, I was probably like six years old, six or seven years old. And it has been running in my head the whole entire time when I was in um, studying in Uganda and even coming to United States. And even like every single morning I wake up, I always have to remember that song and find a way to create something that I want to leave. Um, mm. I want to leave along for people to remember me by. Um, so that's that's the philosophy that I have or like something that always reminds me coming from Uganda um, to remember that all the time. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, Wow. I love that. Yeah. I think we found a new theme song for our podcast. Yes. (laughs) Yes. To get you in studio at the the beginning of amazing. Uh, Well, thank you again for for speaking. How can somebody get in touch with, um, with you or with your work um, at Curious on Tanzania? Yeah, so they could, um, we're very active on social media. Um, you could check us out on Curi- uh, at Curious on Tanzania, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, Twitter is Curious on TZ. Um, or everywhere else, if you type in Curious on Tanzania or like even Tanzania in New York, you should definitely be able to kind of see us pop out. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, thanks again, Jusa, for hanging out with us today. Um, for my co-host, Beth Chapman. Happy trails. And I'm your host, John Matson. Bon voyage. This has been Travel Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show, or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at travelisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, travelisyourbusiness.com. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thanks for listening.
This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.